Hey. Hey. Yo. What you guys doing? What's it? How you guys What's doing? happening? Just, I'm good. Just wanted to see you guys. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It feels like a week. It feels like a like a week has passed. It's, it's, it's typically eight, how long? Almost an eight day stretch, kind of. Yeah, it does feel a little bit mm. stronger. But uh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I missed you guys. Felt the pool. What's up? Felt the pool. <laughs> doing all right, mm. Greg. 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 Are Yo. you back on the West Coast? I'm back on the West Coast. You sound. Ooh. You sound. Uh, you got that that extra kind of resonance and air to your voice that, that uh, signifies yes. to me that you're hey back now. on the West Coast. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, I made it back here uh, after a little uh, escapade in Texas, which mm. I'll uh, I'll uh, <laughs> get into some some of the nitty gritty. I like a good escapade. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, there's some shenanigans, but, okay. uh, a little in general, <laughs> a little ballyhoo. But uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, it was fun. Glad to be home. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and Nick, um, yeah. you're. Still we got a me. live show coming next week, I think. Oh, that's we all we've been thinking about. <laughs> that's wow, right. Yeah. that's right. Nick yeah. wants to dive right in, and yeah. So, folks, so folks, set your calendars for next week, next Monday, May third. May third. Yes, you should check it out. It's coming back at you on the Facebook Live right. feed. Yeah, yeah. You got to check it out. Yeah. We will be there. We will be there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, May 3rd, live. We'll be going live at what? Uh, around 9.30? 9.30. usually when exactly. we kick things off. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And, you know, because that, that's usually when we uh, get together and, you know, we don't, we, we're not usually up at 6 a.m. on Thursdays, which would be 3 right. a.m. for me. That's right. surprising. Uh, I don't. Right. This is Eastern time, by the way. 9.30 Eastern. Yes, <laughs> yes. 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. yeah, let's, uh, let's get you guys out there and... Um, Let's uh, have a little discussion. Um, I'm sure that uh, Jay, you've got some topics ready to go. Yeah, you got some, yeah, we got yeah. some ideas. Good, we got good, some good. ideas. We got some games, maybe that we're gonna play. Yeah, and probably maybe there'll be some earth-shaking music news between now and then. <laughs> so well, we'll that'll offend everything. <laughs> one can, will. One can only hope. So, are we gonna have any uh, audience participation this time? That was fun. You know, that's a fantastic idea, Nick. My bit was gonna be about. I was going to do another Tales for the Concert okay. bit. And uh, last time I was talking about how, you know, I was talking about concerts that I went into that were, I wasn't expecting much from, but were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think for this next one, I was I was going to talk about concerts that I was expecting a lot from, but really disappointed me. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, if there, were, if there were any listeners out there that had any concert experiences that were just so crushingly disappointing... Mm. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Let us know. You, can, you know, we have our, our uh, email account is yscipodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you wanted to uh, send over an anecdote or even like a voice memo, um, it could be long or short, detailed or, you yeah. know what, whatever you want. And then we, maybe we can play it or uh, read it or share it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And give you a shout out. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And we'll post there about this on yeah, Facebook. Send so if you, have, if you want to share it that way, that yeah. works too. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, boys, we have a, a, a show to deliver for the folks this week. Heck and yeah. And this is this is episode 90. We're coming at you. What do you say we get this 90. thing started? Kick it. Let's do it. Woo! You should check it. Yes, and as the fog lasts, it's episode 90 of You Should Check It Out. Holy smokes. We're into the 90s. Hey. That's right. Yes. And, uh, you know, really excited to be here 
really excited to it's be, a very uh, familiar decade it, it is with the numerical is. system yeah so much so that before the you know that we hit record on the on the show tonight we were talking about like how well we're now we're in the 90s of our shows maybe we could take a segment from each one of our shows going forward and kind of highlight the year that was mm. that matches the episode should we start with 1990 well i had i don't i don't have any i don't either <laughs> okay well, don't next either. next week next week okay. i'll talk about 91 right. how about that all right greg sounds yeah. good Sounds good. You're on yeah, the hook for 91. Is there, anything we need, is there anything we need feedback on the audience from? Oh yeah, well, we could. Uh, we, we certainly could. Uh, you know, if you have if you have any thoughts or like favorite records or songs or events that hap- that took place in 1991. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, th- I believe I that was the first year C&C, Lollapalooza happened. CNC Music Factory and Paula Abdul. Yeah. Okay. Coming at Ooh. us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't right. forget, color me bad. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. could? 91. With two Ds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to be spin doctors, right? No, right. it was ninety two. No, 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 no. Yeah. Blast. Well yeah. anyway, Close this is you though. should Thank check you. it out. This is episode <laughs> ninety. And my name is Jay. Mm. And I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh we have a great set of topics coming for you this week. Sure. Um do. uh Greg is up first. He's gonna be talking about his travels yeah. all across these great states of America. Ooh. Indeed. Especially in a uh in the post COVID well. Maybe a little early to say that, but we're, get, <laughs> we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, getting we're definitely close. getting there. So, yeah, well, why don't we kick it off with a little bit of music? This is a track that I I owe uh, my friend Nick Velleman a little shout out for hipping me to this band who has since become quite popular. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Their name is uh, Krang Ben, and this is called Mr. White. Very nice. go Get chill it. chill Love those guys. yes all right yes revved up yes so krangbin yeah it's spelled it, it, everyone you know if I, anytime i play that for someone it's like wait what are they called i'm like it's spelled k-h-r-u-a-n-g-b-i-n <laughs> like it's what? what are they called <laughs> yeah. wait sorry and it, anyway i think it's thai uh, right. in origin all right cool um but yeah, so uh, at some point in my travels, that came on, and I was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that song rules." Those guys are great, um, man. That that yeah. first mm-hmm. album is incredible, and uh, every once in a while, like uh, one of their other tracks will sneak into my feed, and it's uh, mm-hmm. always 
always good stuff to listen to i love them yeah yeah they did an ep called texas sun with leon bridges yes. oh wow nice which yeah, is really cool. good so anyways uh speaking of texas that's where i ended up on my uh, on my little run i was on the east coast for a while and then went to texas oh, all right. uh to play some shows what's it like down in texas um, right now greg oh dude i i hate to break it to you man but they're having more fun than you are <laughs> really i have no doubt yeah. about that <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, you could say well, that about any state in the union right now <laughs> <laughs> well or any household know, on the just, block. except except for <laughs> delaware yeah, Delaware is. Mm. Uh, no. so boring. God damn it! Right. <laughs> Come on, Delaware. Okay, I w- I'm not gonna say that it's all open for business because the first town that we stopped in was Austin, and now we play Austin about twice a year. Even during COVID, yeah. we've played Austin twice a year, and uh, this is with the Chili Peppers tribute band that I'm in, Red Not Chili Peppers. So we showed up. We had two shows booked at Antones which is a really cool old blues club that's currently owned by Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. And um, instead of having the normal setup, which is which is about like 300 capacity uh, standing, it actually, they set up tables and they had about 90 okay. capacity. Okay. But they charged about twice as much for <laughs> the seats. Sure. And then they did two shows in the same night. All right. So we did a 6 p.m. show. Then they cleared everybody out, sanitized everything, and then brought people back in for a nine o'clock show. Wow. Wow. And uh, both shows sold out. And not only that, but we never have a tip jar, but like, I think that right now it's actually kind of not taboo to have a tip jar. um, Because people are like grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe sitting- And anxious to show it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, man, that tip jar was Stuffed, nice, excellent, and, uh, and excellent. so and so we were like, oh wow, this is great, man. You know, because we came out of there, we didn't, we knew going in it was going to be a successful night because all the tickets had sold. Mm-hmm. But then you had to add that on top of it, and it was like, oh okay, well, um, you know, we made this is like back back to normal financially, mm-hmm. great. Like well, for what we would have made uh, that night for with a one a normal, show? yes, yeah, for one night. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was good because, again, like all of the shows that we've done over the last year have been weird. Yeah, you know. Um, so that was good, um, and then you know Austin. Well, I don't know. I've, I think I went on a little rant about it last time, but they've got some issues down there that weren't issues before. Um, okay, you know that they, they got they they really need to work out. There's a, like a lot of tent cities now, and a lot of like abrasive okay. yeah. people. Yeah in the street gotcha. that are like ready to throw down and really? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little bit like whoa down near where I, you guys I, I were live, playing. i live in la oh yeah oh wow yeah it's got yeah it's because austin's not a very big city mm-hmm. right so it's like all kind of right down there in the same area and yeah it's just like a lot of tent cities and listen i'm not i don't, I don't have the solution i don't know but okay. it's just it's it's kind of rough to see because it used to be like safe for anyone, yeah. you know, yeah. and it doesn't feel that way anymore. Mm. Um, but I'm sure they'll 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 figure it out, mm-hmm. especially as like tourists start coming back. But so anyway, those those shows went really well, and you know, Austin's still a vibe, and I love it there, and I have a lot of friends and uh, you know that 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 live there, and um, it's it's a great town. We headed from Austin to a place called Lindale, Texas, though. Okay. Okay. Which was like three hours out 
<laughs> just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> pull this up so I can see it on the map. Never Wind- heard of yeah. Wendale, Texas. Yeah. Wendale, Texas. It's like the, people be like, it's two hours south of Lubbock. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. When you, when you're uh, pro- when it's proximity to Lubbock that you're that yeah, you measuring exactly. by, then yeah, got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Lindale. Yeah. And actually, there's a town. Oh, they the got, they got a Walmart that, Super Center there. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't see it this time. I didn't have time to visit. <laughs> but uh, the other town that was nearby is Tyler, Texas, right. which I okay. played and discussed with you guys on the show once because that was the home of the Toadies. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I Anyway, so we played this Lindale, and um, man, there was a uh, an opening band. I believe they called Dagon. I think is his last name. Anyway, he's a guitar player, for, like a local guy. This guy was crushing, man. Like yeah. twenty years old. They must have been like twenty five or something. Just unbelievable. His band was was good. Uh, I helped him out because his his uh, super overdrive boss pedal like crapped out right before they started. <sighs> he was just playing through a little Princeton, so I threw on my uh, full tone full drive, and there you go. It sounded actually. That sounded a little bit better. Yeah, I was like, this is a little different, but you know, no, this guy was sounding sounded real good. Real <laughs> awesome. nice singer. Um, good technique. Yeah, yeah, great technique. Great. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And um, it's very important. he was doing stuff like, he played some Sturgill Simpson and some stuff right. like that. You know, he was doing some good stuff. Um, so they opened up and then uh, and then we hit and it was great. It was like, it was some of the best barbecue I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, cool. I'm pretty, you know, like if, I, if you think I'm picky about guitar players, man. What was the venue like? Where did you guys play? <laughs> it was like a barn, you know, it was like a, like a real like hootenanny, just like with tables and, you know, tables and then like a little bit of a standing room up front. Was it like a private thing? But, like they just booked you, they found you, no. or was it like a, an organized? No, we we have we have a booking agent, so Got it. Okay. They, they yeah they 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 know they know what the spots are, and they you know they work out a deal, and if it's right, then we take it. Nice. So, you know, um, and this was fine, and it's, yeah, it's it was cool a Friday night. That, that no matter where in the country you go, even Lindale, Texas, that uh, you know the Chili Peppers have enough of oh, a yeah. reach. They connect. Oh, they do. Yeah. You're, you're Dude, there good. was like there was like several people there with chili pepper shirts on, you know, <laughs> <That's> great, <laughs> including man. a very sweet little kid there who was just like drumming along all like air drumming <laughs> along all night. Awesome. Just couldn't believe it. Awesome. Um, and so yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. And then the afterwards, the owners were like, "All right, let's get let's do some rounds of the good stuff," you know. And then uh, the rest is a blur. Uh, <laughs> So that was a good time. And then finally, we, w- we went to Dallas. Right. And this is where I'm talking about, like, I could not believe how, like, open everything was. Because we were playing in Deep Ellum. I don't know if you've ever heard of this neighborhood in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, yep. a super artsy area of Dallas. It's where Erica Badu is from. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I've played there a few times over the years. And it's another thing where it's, like, it's, it's, it's become gentrified. But uh, that night we played at a venue called trees which i'd never heard of before but um as i was setting up the opening band who was an incubus tribute <laughs> Get really, really, yeah called yeah, yeah. What? Real, what? what was their name beware they're called beware criminals okay and they're the really they're but, really good right. i don't know it's, it's a song it's an incubus song all right these guys are like amazing at covering incubus that's a that's um, a there's some chops that required Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do they have a DJ? Like, they do not. That's the one <sighs> thing that they're like. They had they had some uh, backing tracks. Okay. To cover those things. I did it. Okay. But um, yeah, but it's uh, it, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it's like when you know that stuff, you really like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it, it brought back a uh, dude. That was seminal jo- stuff, man. Yeah, that dude, was science like, was. <laughs> I was thinking about you guys. You know, like we were we were uh, when that when was critical the three of listening. Met, <laughs> totally was back in the day. <laughs> when we all met, we like make yourself had just come out. Had just come out. Yep. Yeah, and we were, in, we were into that. Like Nick we were, and I jam. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I remember seeing them in, on that tour and oh, like. Nice. It was it, it, just because I, it was actually I was <laughs> it was the Family Values tour, mm-hmm. which was like Corn and Limp Bizkit yeah, and yeah, Ra- Ramstein, right. yeah, Ramstein, yeah, and, right. right. yeah. right. and like I, I didn't actually I was like I was into those bands, bec- you know. Uh, this is right before they all kind of like really went mainstream, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ice Cube was on the bill, I believe. Oh wow, okay, or yeah, or because he Ice had done Cube kind of a rap rock thing yes at the end of the 90s yeah and then uh but he had to drop off and incubus filled up the slot so i walked into the patriot center uh at uh george mason university or i think is where it was Mm -hmm. and i walked in and incubus was playing nice like all the stuff from science i was like i was like what the hell is this you know yeah i I remember i i I was calling the radio station to request them because i couldn't find their cd anywhere nice you know and i didn't have any cash to like buy the cd right exactly i was you called dc 101 just trying to hear this this stuff yeah i was like play new skin back then (laughs) new skin yeah yeah oh yeah anyway exactly (laughs) so it was um it was cool though because here I am in this venue and they're like, you know, now like they're saying like, yeah, we saw there's, there's like a whole bunch of pre-sales that were sold, you know, and da da da. And this place was like, n- there was no tables. Mm-hmm. There was not like limited capacity, no mask mandate. Mm-hmm. So it's just like hundreds of people inside. And I I'm vaccinated, and I'm still kind of just like, whoa, this is a little trippy. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, you know, like here we go, you know, like yeah. this is this is it. So did you bring yeah, your own mic? I did. Good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Actually, my, my bandmate, uh, Paul. He had somebody bring it for him. That's so yeah. perfect. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I forgot, I and then would, Paul checked in with me. But I have And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I bring my own. No, oh, hey, my guy does. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I, have, I have a little bit more logistics um, in some other areas. You make, but flea, anyway, you make Paul, your flea schlep your mic for yeah. you. That's true. He offered. Frusciani okay. got some nerve. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we did. We did do that. And uh, actually, funny enough, Samsung hit up the venue and before we got there and said, "Hey, we want to film the sound check today because we're doing a commercial, and we want and it's gonna be there's gonna be a shout out to like venues and like musicians coming back. All right. And we we need some B roll. Do they have All like right. their so, screens like, in there or something like that? Is that like there were no screens in the venue. Wow. I don't know. I, <laughs> that's I, weird. I, I think they were just going, just just going around Texas. Yeah. Well, they're going around Texas because those are that's where the shows are happening. Mm-hmm. You know. So <laughs> and and they're filming them with the Samsung. They were filming us with the Samsung got phones. It, got it. So anyway, so so we didn't. We actually got a bonus just for doing sound check and letting them film it. Nice. So that was good. Well done. And we'll see. Well we'll see if we show up on an ad later. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they won't be using the audio. They'd have to pay a lot for that. <laughs> my man, my man. Yeah, no, not, it wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be wouldn't, we wouldn't be the, <laughs> the ones getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we could. Well, I'm gonna play. No, anyway, they um, they just wanted to see, to get some some footage. They just need to so, see the rockers rocking out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rock, as you do. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. So anyway, I'm getting to the end of, of the uh, of the story because this was the last night, but it was really good. And you know, hearing the the Incubus tribute play all that stuff, you know, it made me think of you guys and you know other times. We missed you too, and, and we're glad uh, you're back safe, buddy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but it ended up being a great thing, a great night. Um, I actually did post about this on my Facebook, and I think Jay, you already saw this, but they, when I was setting up, they were like, "Dude, Kurt Cobain played here yeah. in '91, and this is the and you're standing in the spot where he got his ass kicked." And yeah, I was like, dude. What? And I was like, "Wait a minute, are you talking about?" When they played Love Buzz in 1991 and he got in a fight with the bouncer and, and they were like, yeah, that's the video. And I was like, that happened here? Because I knew I already had it like all yeah. in my mind yeah, yeah. from watching <laughs> you read every like, note. the VHS. Yeah. Well, I had the VHS uh, like compilation of concert footage that they had put out mm-hmm. in like 1994 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was what's called Nirvana. Live Tonight Sold Out, exactly. And my folks, you know, who Luckily, there wasn't too much like cursing or whatever on there because I was pretty young when I got this. Yeah, and the cover wasn't you know abrasive or right. uh, looked respectable. You know, of, of offensive. Yeah, you no, know, it was just it was just like a marquee, and they were like, "Oh, you can get this. We know you like this band or whatever." Yeah, and I put it on, and there's all kinds of cool footage like that. And, and one of the things is like when yeah, Kurt like stage dives with his guitar, and then like somehow gets like tangled up with a bouncer, and the bouncer just decides to like swing at him and knock him over Dave Grohl like jumps over, over the drums like Superman dude it, you know? I hadn't thought of that scene until mm-hmm. you mentioned it on Facebook I was like I I mean I haven't watched that video in of course probably 20 years you know yeah. but as soon as you said it and you were like I was there I was like I know exactly what he's talking about yes exactly <laughs> that's, that's funny yeah and so it, just, it was just so serendipitous because I'm like oh I'm like not only that it's not only this stage but like I'm standing in the, the spot and I was spot. like yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe some, maybe some rumbling's gonna happen tonight. Let's, let's see go. what happens. You know, how to go? There was, yeah. there was a potential, and and I may have, I may have, uh, oh, I may have slightly like decked someone, but that's okay. <laughs> come on, no, it's, he, yeah, he, it's he, he had it coming. What happened? He had it. That's had right. It. All right. Well, somebody, some, somebody went up to our merch table, uh oh, and decided to vandalize one of our pieces. Okay. Are you serious? Are you? Yeah, serious? Are you like saying ba- this seriously? I'm saying this seriously. It was a it was a banner, okay. and uh, someone like we weren't. I guess someone stepped away. There weren't many people were just trickling in, mm-hmm. and then we checked the banner, and it looked like someone had like autographed it. What? And we were like, "What the? Who would do that?" And so our drummer, who kind of runs uh, Pete, who who runs the merch, was like, "Um, why don't we all sign it, and then it'll look like we all meant to sign it?" <laughs> I was like, okay, and so we did that, and then as it's sitting out there. This guy and his girlfriend come up and they're like, "Hey, uh, mind if we sign it?" And Pete was like, what? "Why would you want to sign it?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool." And then, like, as they walked away, the girl one friend was like snickering, <laughs> and Pete was like, "That's the guy who vandalized our seventy-five dollar banner." <laughs> you know, like here we are, like trying to put on a show. Seriously, dude. You know, we haven't worked in a year, mm-hmm. and the first thing you do when you come into the venue is just vandalize our stuff. People have no so, idea, dude. It's not. Yeah. It's not an excuse. Yeah, it's a teenager trying of... to impress a girl. That's it wasn't it a teenager, was. dude. This guy was like thirty. Oh, yeah, a teenager. And, uh, yeah. I don't know his head. Okay. I don't know. So, so then, so then I found out about this, and I t- and uh, we bring in uh, this lady who was working security. And we describe what happened. She's like, "I'm just gonna go check the videotape." Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy's deny the guy's denying it. He's like, "Oh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me." And we're like, "Yeah, right. Like, why would you come up and be like, oh, let me sign it.' Yeah, yeah." And so she's like, "Yeah." She comes back. She's like, 
we looked at the tape. It's like a little choppy. We can see that he's up there, but it's like not clear that he not conclusive. did it. It's him, but we can't like obviously yeah. say there's reasonable doubt, <laughs> you know. Damn. So I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I was as I was walking back to the. Maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't reveal this too much, but like, <laughs> I was definitely like, my blood was boiling a little I'm bit because sure. I was like, "How dare you, man?" Did you, you know? Did like, you, so you, I, I, he was, he was in your path. He was in my, and path. and you continued on your path. I continued on my path okay. as he was telling his story in front of his friends that's, and girlfriend, yeah, and I just kind of like, with like, you understood. know, understood. Understood. You did I not veer like, from your path. I did not veer from my path, and, you also and I may have almost accelerated the, right the as it, right? Yeah. The, yes. you plowed yes. it. You plowed the path. Yeah, I, I, I kind of plowed it. <laughs> sure. And 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 said and said a uh, excuse me, as, as anyone would do. Yeah, you're yeah. you're in the. You should have signed his shirt, man. Yeah, uh, as I was heading to the artist room that I could lock myself in. But I, it's better. I was I was thinking about calling him out from the stage, but people here's, don't know, man. The, People are assholes. Just a little lesson for everyone out there. Don't do that, okay? Seriously. (laughs) Don't call out a fan or don't don't sign a band. No, no, no. Don't don't if you go to a show, don't deface the band's merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't deface the band's merch, okay? I guess if we had to mention it, that yep, I guess we have to Right, right. Yeah. But listen, (laughs) it's all good. It's all good. Aside from that, it was a glorious, glorious uh run. And um, you know. Got to rumble a little bit in Dallas. Hell yeah, man! Dude, I'm <laughs> killing. Got the blood. Yeah, no, it was and it was definitely like uh, the the show at Trees was something that people do have. I think have maybe forgotten because they're not really ready to get back on the road because of all the anxiety that we've had to face. And it, the road is tiring, and it excuse me, it wears you out mentally, physically. Yeah, and you yeah. know you're yeah it's 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 really a challenge to do it, and people I know have been saying like I don't even know if I want that back in my life anymore. Sure, but I'll tell you that one thing that I even forgot is like when you were with a band for three straight nights. By the time you play that third show, yeah, yeah, there is so many details that you that go right. Yeah. Yes. And it, there's no other way. You can sit in the practice room all goddamn day. I don't care. Yeah. Until you go, until you take it to the stage in multiple cities and have to de- and have to be there with the same guys or girls yep. or whatever yep. and just live with them mm-hmm. that's when you start to like sync up yes. nice. in, a, in, a, nice. in a completely in a different way than Absolutely, you would man. otherwise yeah. I'm not saying it's necessary to do that for good music but it is magical and uh, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to do that again so uh, yeah let's just keep let, let's stay on the right path let's get get your, get your vaccines I mean come on you know please dance straight what are you doing? All right. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's it for me. That's well, awesome. Greggy, I'm, I'm so glad that you made it back, and I'm so glad you had a great tour, man. That's awesome. Thanks. That, like, it's so cool that, like, I hate that it's only in Texas, but I'm also kind of happy that it's only in Texas. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> they're, they're, no, they're I hear you, that, Like, uh, that they're being that cavalier about it. I'm glad that you guys got out, and, you know, I hope that we can all be there very soon. Hell yeah. We will. We will. Don't worry. Indeed. Absolutely, yeah, but it's man, really great. funny that you that you mentioned Nirvana uh, because just yesterday I was driving in the car with my son Ben, and uh, you know he's I've been like throwing music at him since he was well since he was still in his mom's belly. Sure, you know, frankly, yeah. Um, See but sticks. he really hasn't given me a bunch back that mm. he like has interpreted it or like received it 
or appreciated it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But part of the, your job as a parent, as you guys know, is just to throw everything at them. Yes. <laughs> all the objects. That's right. All the yeah. things in the house <laughs> just get thrown at the kids. Yeah. Yep. Tennis balls. Mm-hmm. So yesterday yep. we were going to the playground, turn on the radio, and it's uh, Come As You Are, Nirvana. Okay. And I yep. crank it up and I'm like, dude, this is a great song. Ben, you're going to love this, man. This is Nirvana. This is Come As You Are. You're going to really like this song. And he's like, Dad, I know this song. Nice. I know this band. Right. Like, you sure awesome. as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Released in 92, formed in Seattle. Right. No. Who are they? You know Nirvana. All right. <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> he may have been BSing cool. me, but that's okay. That's sure. what we do every every no, week on no, this no, podcast. No. I would have hit, Maybe I would have turned the sound off and like, sing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. That was pretty good. Now, second verse. <laughs> nope. Got right. a, a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That time. That time he said sucked in bleach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are we All doing, right. Jay? Oh well, I think to get us kicked off, I'd like to play a song from the Felice Brothers. Okay. You Ooh. guys know. You guys hit with the Felice Brothers. I feel no. I feel like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard of them. Nick, not before you mentioned them. No. Are you serious? Really? Really? Yep. Oh, but, wow. But, okay. I, but well, I definitely want to check them out. I'm going to let this song play, and I'll tell you about my connection to the Felice Brothers after we hear from this. This song is called Inferno. We were 17, hoping for better things, like worms waiting for school rings Fight club was sold out Went to see Inferno Instead you said I never even heard of it But I liked Karate Kid Who's that riding on the banks of the Rio Grande John Claude Van Damme Jean-Claude Van Damme Who's that riding on the banks of the Rio Grande Jean-Claude Van Damme Jean-Claude Van All right, so that's Inferno. That's the new single by the Felice Brothers. Thoughts? Nice. It's him telling yeah. a story of going to see, they went to see Fight Club, but it was sold out, so they had to see Inferno. That's right. That's right. But Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme's that... not in Inferno. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's Maybe all, he was in a, he uh, was in a preview. According to him, that, that, that's the whole point of the song, is that memories are inconsistent. That, that's that's what, that's the next verse, I think, right? Is he, he says, like, I, it's, I know that's not right, but that's how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Dolph Lundgren. No, the Felice Brothers are great, man. I first came upon them in 2006, and okay. their uh, when they released their uh, eponymous debut album, the Felice Brothers, and they have a, this great single, Frankie's Gun, which I, I'm kind of surprised you guys haven't heard of before. It's it was kind of like a hit on alternative radio or whatever that Maybe was back in 2006. That's so long ago, honestly. 15, yeah. It was, it was. But at the time, it really struck a chord with me because 
there wasn't kind of like that Americana movement that there is now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at the time there was indie bands that did indie yeah, style lo-fi music. versions of lo fi versions to Americana. Like but like the Felice brothers were really doing a kind of like Americana kind of rustic sound mm-hmm. that was very different, but with lyrics that were twenty first century and not in like a hokey way. Like they were very clever, like a very very, very clever, very intelligent band, and they're really good. I, I haven't, I can't say that I've really kept up with them since their first album. So it's it's great to hear that they've they've kept with it. They have an accordion in the band. I mean, perfect. Mm. Come on, yeah. Okay. What more can you ask for? I, I'm honestly in on these guys. I I, I did they're listen great, to that song. And I was like, this is working music, and these guys sound smart. This <laughs> is fun. They're great, man. Go back and listen to their their uh, their debut album. It's really it's really cool. That was, that was my life back in 2006. Okay. Like, you and I were a, a bit separated at the time. Yeah, But we that's were, what yeah. I was listening to back in 2006. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. So, the so. reason I brought that song up and the reason that song came to my attention was because of this fantastic podcast called The Blues Kitchen Radio Hour. Okay. Are you guys okay. familiar at all? Not at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've been... I, last week... Uh, on the on the show, I brought up another podcast that I was interested in. You know, I listen to a lot of music and nonfiction and science and history podcasts. But it seems like lately, there's been a lot of podcasts that have come across my table that have been really worth talking about. And one of them is The Blues Kitchen. And it's fantastic. It's uh, I found out about it. It was, it was prompted to me on Spotify. And I don't know if it's available on Apple Podcasts or not. Yeah, it looks like iTunes actually just links over to Spotify. Like they're only on Spotify. That's interesting. Yeah, so that that's what that's kind of what I thought. So and the reason I thought that was because when you listen to their podcast, if you have a Spotify premium account, mm-hmm. when they play their podcast, they talk about music and when they play a song like we do on our podcast, like mm-hmm. we just played the Felice Brothers, Spotify will actually show the actual song that they're playing. Oh, okay, in context. Instead mm. of just playing, like, instead of it just being a part of the, the Boy, that'd be podcast, you know, <laughs> it actually shows, like, you're listening to the song yeah. on Spotify. Right, right, right. And they can play the entire song, which is pretty neat. You know, it's pretty cool. Very convenient, yeah. But apparently, my suspicions were confirmed that they are, you know, solely through Spotify. Yeah, yes. But anyway, if you have a Spotify account, and even if you don't, you can still listen to it. And apparently, you only get thin edited clips of those songs. You ah, don't get to listen to the entire song, which is kind of clever. That's punks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's totally worth it because the, the podcast is brilliant. They talk about old blues and R&B and soul and funk and all this great music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and go up to today. And play roots music and stuff like the Fleece Brothers, and it's really incredible. Yeah, and uh, it that that has been my work soundtrack for the past I don't know three weeks or so. And this drops on Mondays, right? It does. It drops on Mondays. Yep. It's uh, the hosts are Gareth Rag and Liam Hart, and they are both connected with this uh, series of restaurants called the Blues Kitchen in England. So check them out. Check them out nice. on Spotify. And uh, if you're lucky enough to be listening to us in england please go check them out they're uh i know they've been hit by hard hard by the pandemic um mm. so mm-hmm. i know they're looking to get back up and running yeah here as soon yeah. as possible yeah. yeah best of luck yeah so please check out the blues kitchen and 
but really the the focus of my topic today has to be a great big surprise i got last monday i uh, get done with recording the podcast i go up and as i do on monday nights i go up and try to find another podcast to listen to mm-hmm. wow you know for mm-hmm. a refresher Sure. You okay. guys are great yeah, you to gotta, talk to, but no, I need to hear some new mind before you... <laughs> a, palate, a palate cleanser. Yes. A palate cleanser, yeah. exactly. But I also know that, uh, you know, Sam Harris has been kind of inconsistent. A lot of my other, you know, Dan Carlin has been back in his cave. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of my other favorite podcasts have been kind of quiet. Slim Reply All is mm-hmm. not anywhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. But I got a great big surprise last Monday when my one of my top five podcasts of all time came back with season two, episode one, and that is Cocaine and Rhinestones, Cocaine guys. Cocaine and Rhinestones. Yeah, that's one you've been into for a while, right? I so have. Like, they've only had that Honestly, one season. Honestly, they only had the one season. This podcast, Cocaine and Rhinestones, was one of the impetuses for me to, with you guys, yeah. start this podcast, Right. frankly. Oh, okay. This guy, Tyler Mahan Co., is the creator of this show. And uh, he is the son, one of many sons of David Allen Coe. Okay. The country music guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. The gist of the of the podcast is that he is kind of, it's the hardcore history. It's the Dan Carlin of country music. Okay. Each week he explores another topic. He's gone through um, artists ranging from Loretta Lynn, Spade Cooley, Merle Haggard. He talks about whether or not Oki from Muskogee is actually an anti-marijuana song or a pro-marijuana song or like okay, somewhere yeah. in between. Like deep, deep dives, right? Really, really deep dives into... A lot into, of research. Yes, and that's, that's mm. the thing that, that gets me. Each episode is 45 to 50 minutes long. It's very well researched so that even if you're not a big fan of country music, if you just like American history and American popular culture yeah. history you're going to find something you like out of this podcast. It's not real flashy. He doesn't have a lot of clips in it. At least he didn't in season one. He did about 13 to 14 episodes, I think, in season one. And then said, you know, everybody support me on Patreon. You know, I really want to make season two as good as I can. Mm -hmm. That was back in like 2017 that he finished up (laughs) season one. Yeah. And I've been waiting so long that I just kind of forgot about it frankly it's it's been sitting on my podcast like feed like waiting for a new episode and then finally out of nowhere three years later that's a wonderful thing when boom all of a sudden that pops up and you're like you you lost treasure and this first episode is three and a half hours long oh wow (laughs) he has gone dan carlin (laughs) he really has wow he really has man is that all of season two (laughs) no no that's just episode one dude and it's just about this record label that you guys have never heard of before called Star Day Records. Uh-huh. Came out of Nashville that was the first label that George Jones ever signed to. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, you know, they produced his first uh, records where he was still trying to sound like like uh, Hank Williams. And uh, even produced a couple, like, one-off singles where he was trying to Im- imitate Elvis Presley, which is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy is just, he, he's really fantastic. He he doesn't play up his relationship to his dad at all. I don't know if he has a relationship with his dad really at all, but mm-hmm. it's not certainly not something that he's used to buoy his career. He's a great historian. He says that one of the reasons that the second season took so long to come out was that he has spent, he got 
an offer from the Country Music Hall of Fame to investigate their archives. Wow, really? Which just to me is like, <gasps> as a yeah. historian, as a and as a music buff, and as a country music buff, like that is like, oh my god, that dude, take as long as you need. <laughs> what, and what 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 better? What a better? There's no better uh, compliment to what he put together than than that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the, the, the keepers of the archives mm-hmm. saying, "Come on in." Yeah, yeah. Nice. He's he's very blunt about like you know. I'm sorry it took so long, but this is as long as it took to make it as good as it is. And sorry, mm. here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just fantastic. I, I can't recommend it enough. Even if you're not a huge fan of country music, it's part of American history and it's really important. And it's part of popular music history and it. He talks about tangents. It goes into popular popular music and rock and roll, and it's just it's really fascinating stuff. So, please, mm. if you haven't checked it out before, Cocaine and Rhinestones season two is out now. By the time you guys are hearing this episode, I think he might have released episode two. Okay, cool. I can't recommend it highly enough. Super cool, nice, man. man. Very good. Yeah. Well, aren't you aren't you doing the uh, the friendly uh, cross promotion here? Yeah. Hey, I try. You know. It's all good, man. No, it's it's it's, it's great. It's, there's a there's a community of people that are you know getting getting cool, relevant information out. Yeah. Um, well, he was to, seriously yeah. an inspiration to me. Like mm-hmm. nice. just to hear the guy that like is young, about our age or maybe a little bit younger. That that's his life, you know. Like it's just exploring this stuff, learning as much about it as he can, and explaining in a fun and relevant way. That's all I've really ever wanted to do with this podcast is just oh. to kind of talk about oh, music. Wanted, and that's oh. what you wanted to do. Crap. Dude. Well, I thought you wanted, I mean, I thought no, you wanted yeah. to turn. Uh, I thought you wanted you to compromise turn. over the years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we play so music I, trivia games now, and that's that's okay. We, you know, that's fun. We, we turn in, inanimate objects into people and yeah, yeah. <laughs> bird clock <laughs> characters. <laughs> he doesn't have bird clock on his podcast. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least we got that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'll always remember, like at some point at the early part of this podcast, where I was just like, "Well, maybe I'll just do a couple episodes where just me talking." And Nick was like, "Are you sure you really want to do that? That doesn't sound like a great idea. Yeah. That maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll help out on that." Yeah. <laughs> and I think you're probably right on that. This has turned out uh, fun. It has. Yeah, it it's, has. Good. It's, it's, it's good. Right. Thanks for having us on, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Perpetual guests, Nick and Greg. It's been my pleasure. It's, yeah. You should check it yeah. out. Uh, Jay yeah, well, Watson production <laughs> featuring yeah. Nick and Greg. Featuring yeah. Nick. Uh, the only other podcast I wanted to talk about, uh, just to kind of fill out and pad this episode as another music podcast that I listen to regularly, is Broken Record with with Rick Rubin. Have you guys checked this, checked oh, this out? No. Yeah, so this awesome. is uh, started out as Broken Record started out as a Malcolm Gladwell okay. podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Malcolm Gladwell is a really big music fan, and he did a couple of his um, revisionist history episodes as music episodes. And he realized that he really likes talking about them, but that should probably be a different podcast than mm-hmm. his revisionist history stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he realized that he has a lot of really influential and famous friends like Rick Rubin who know a lot more about music than he does. <laughs> so he got Rick Rubin to uh, host his kind of spinoff podcast called Broken Record, where he's had these incredible uh, interviews with people like Nora Jones, Run the Jewels, 
Uh, Vampire Weekend is one of my favorites. Nick, I, I, I remember mentioning that to you a while ago. David Byrne, Questlove. Mm-hmm. He's had a... Uh, Tom Petty. He's had a bunch of really, really fantastic interviews. And he goes really in-depth. And, you know, it's it's interesting to get a producer's perspective on talking to these artists. Yeah. You know, and Rick Rubin, as, as you guys know, is a producer who cares maybe a little bit more than a lot of other producers do about the artist artist experience Mm. so yeah well he is one of the most successful of all time so absolutely absolutely worth listening to i imagine yeah there's a i i I actually heard a a story tom morello was describing how um after rage against the machine broke up they were like well what are we going to do because the three the rhythm section and you know the guitarist bassist and drummer were still Mm -hmm. like yeah we we still want to play together and they were hanging out with Rick Rubin trying to figure it out and they were listening to uh, Soundgarden records mm-hmm. and eventually somebody was like why don't we just call that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so they decided like okay we'll call Chris Cornell and they decided to go um, uh, he invited them to come to his house in, uh, in a town called Ojai which I don't know if you're familiar with it's like it's out in like the forest here it's uh, it's, it's, it's like kind of where forest meets desert it's beautiful like artistic community a lot of hippies there mm-hmm. um, but it's also like nice so chris cornell was like why don't you guys come up to my house in ojai and so tom Morello describes taking rick rubin in his van to ojai to meet chris cornell it's like an hour mm-hmm. of, uh, away from like malibu where rick rubin's studio is <laughs> apparently this guy apparently rick rubin does not like to leave his house no no i've heard that and yeah. and, and so and so he like he gets in this van with tom Morello and he's like like not yeah. And apparently they get to Chris Cornell's house. And first of all, I'm like, whoa, that's cool that he lived in Ojai. Mm-hmm. Which I just didn't expi- picture him living there. And apparently they get to this place and it's like, it's like Castlevania. <laughs> 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 and like they get there and like the old gate like swings open. It's like not automatic. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> they're climbing up this hill. It's like at night. And then like you see like Chris Cornell's like silhouette like walking out of the house. And apparently Rick Rubin turned to Tom Rowell and was like, uh, Wait, let's get the, the f- out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they ended up uh, they ended up doing Audio Slave, which nice. yeah. um, I wasn't super into at no. the time, but now has a- has aged well. I think oh, really actually, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah I, like cause now when I hear the songs, really? I'm like, okay, I think so because you know, listening because again, it's Rick Rubin. It, it, to, for me, it always felt like a mashup. Yes, before, and, and I totally get where you're coming from, Nick. No, um, no, I never got past that. It was just, it was like, this yeah. is so weird. It's just ra- well, I, rage I, I, with Cornell. Yeah. Eesh, and that's a really well-produced album. I think it has, it, it spawned a bunch of really good radio hits that are going to stand the test of time. Mm, I really okay. do. I really do. Yeah. Oh. And, and when I hear it now, I'm, I don't feel like what you're talking, what you're describing, Nick, which is what I always felt about that band. Yeah, and maybe, I, it's, I even, maybe I, it's time. Maybe it's enough disconnect. Right, and especially considering what happened to Chris, um, you know, it's like, well, at least we had this too, Mm -hmm. right? But anyway, um, so that was uh, something that I that was that was a a little story that I heard, and uh, we may cut this, may be cut. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All good. No, that that's all I want to talk about with just a couple of great music podcasts that uh, that are out now: the Blues Kitchen, Cocaine and Rhinestones, and uh, Broken Record. Nice. All right. Yeah, cool. To you, Sir Nick. Thank you so very much, Senor. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to some music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. I want to play some Kurt Vile. Oh yeah. Let's oh, listen to uh, One Trick Ponies. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Wow. 
This is my question. I, I've always uh, oh, Burke likes this high. Burke likes it. <laughs> oh, boy. he loves some Kurt Vile. He's really into Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. I've never got into this guy, and I and I was actually like, wow, this is such a weird combination because his influences are like John Prine and Pavement. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay, that's right. like a convergence of worlds right here. That's that's Jay. <laughs> well, uh, so I was curious what you what you thought about it, Jay, and, and also you, Greg, because this guy's he's been around for quite a while. It's interesting. I really want to hear Greg's opinion on Kurt Vile, but I can only tell you that first, uh, the, my first introduction to Kurt Vile was actually from Greg. Okay. Oh. It had been a while since we had hung out, Greg, and okay. I went down to, to D.C., and yeah. we were, I don't know, driving around in your Yaris or something, and you handed me a Kurt Vile CD, a smoke ring for my halo, mm. and you're like, I think you'll you really like this. And it kind of seemed oh, like a, like a, just kind of like a, you didn't really think about it at the time. I'm always thinking, bro. Always. These <laughs> gears are always turning. And I listened to it on the way home from that meeting and I didn't really get it, but that CD has stuck around and I, I've really grown to appreciate that. And I really yeah. like Kurt Vile a lot. Mm, and yeah. over the years, I've really, really, he's really grown on me. And, That's uh, great, man. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that worked that. out. I'm glad my instinct was correct. Yeah. I think it's just, at the, at the end of the day, well, I mean, I got hip to Kurt Vile through a friend who gave me that very same album. His name's Garth. He had, he had a very, not a non-musician with really good taste in music. Mm. Nice. Right? Cool. Those are the best. And yeah, they are. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they don't, yeah, exactly. They don't bring the don't ego. Like all, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, whereas for me, I'm like, Jay, you'll like this, you know, and I'm totally going to be right about this. <laughs> no, well, that, that's one no. of the things that makes my friend, Mike, uh, our family friend, Michael Weddington, mm -hmm. yeah. so great. Because right. he, he will, that's the first thing he'll always say is like, I'm not a musician. But at the same time, he's the biggest music lover yeah. that right. I know. Mm -hmm. oh, and it's, it, it's, it, it's it just essential. It works, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. And um, well, I I'll tell you, man. Uh, when I heard that record, it was more of just the vibe of it, like the the the, the smoke ring for my halo. That particular record, I gotta say, is really I don't know. It's something. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say what I was listening to at the time that I may have correlated with it but definitely like neil young vibes a yeah, little bit yeah, definitely. Um, yeah yeah i don't know i just i liked it I, 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 it took me a while to get used to his like delivery he's always talking about like nah. yeah, or, like, hang on. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the best one so, <laughs> it's always like he's always like 
Well, it's been a while. Yeah, it's always like, yeah. yeah, he's always taking, he's always like putting a little like, he's like bending his voice. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, but I, and I liked the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that because on Smoke Ring for My Halo, he's like, listen, man, I, I just want to like hang out on the couch all day and like not do a single thing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't, you know. I guess that's. I didn't have something probably, we could aspire I, I, to. Thanks, Kurt. Well, no, but I mean, it's like it's like I, I'm I'm glad that he's saying that because I feel that way sometimes. I feel like everyone's so caught up in like having in like building their empire or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> we just chill, guys. But we chill. Yeah, and it was very chill. And it was chill, but it, 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 he was he was able to get really personal and introspective and real without ever getting like too dark, mm-hmm. even though. Yep. You know, it wasn't depressing. Definitely. Even though he he could sing about being depressed without making They're you depressed. You There's this him. aura of um, yeah. Yeah. humor about it yeah. as well. And, yes. And self-deprecation and yeah. but without being too dark. Yeah, just like you said. Yeah, it's a self-awareness. And, yeah. Right, and I do love his music. I saw him once, and it was a little well. Uh-oh. Maybe I'll save it Uh-oh. for next time. <laughs> but it was definitely. It's more. I, I enjoy it more. Like at home. Or or in the car, or whatever. But like having to watch it, you know, he 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 was going through a phase when I saw him live tour. He just would take these really long solos, and I just uh, he's <laughs> not that he's not that great of a guitar soloist. Yeah, you know, right. like we're to, he, he doesn't merit like a ten minute solo. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, the, the ideas kind of run out pretty pretty fast. <laughs> but but I do love his lyrics, and that, that's you know you don't hear me say that too too often. No. I'm not often I'm not often a lyrics guy. Sure. I guess kind of an Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a way. Right, so that's, yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Great. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Sure. Check them out more. All right. Well, my topic for the week, my friends. Um, oh, yeah. Topics. Yeah, I know. We still can do this thing. Well, it'll be quick and then we'll wrap up. <laughs> All right. So it turns out that just now, right now, mm-hmm. um, the government is getting a, a website up for venue operators to go ahead and apply for relief money. <laughs> oh. This is happening. Oh, nice. Wow. It's coming up. This this article I'm reading was from the 23rd, and it was basically saying like, "Hey, we worked out the kinks. Hey. This thing's coming." All right. Yes. Hey. And that was <laughs> just the most time. infuriating thing I read all week. I know if I was a small venue, like that would be oh gosh, finally manna from heaven. Good. Yes. Yeah. Good. It's, it's 13 months later. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really got me thinking. What like, hoops do you need to me to jump through now? Well, it got how, me thinking, how many more months is is this going to take? Is it is is that? I don't know. Is that the role of the federal government? I know this isn't. I don't want to get into politics, but like, but I kind of I got mad. I got really mad, and then I stopped for a second. And I was like, wait, is this what the money should be going to? I don't know. I wanted to. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. Well, hmm. when you talk about money from the federal government, I mean, you're going there, so. I understand. Yeah, what? How many trillions of dollars have we spent in Afghanistan for the past twenty-five years? Well, okay, you know, like, so, so, but, but okay, I, <laughs> I think we can take one thousandth of that and throw it towards some small venues to okay. keep them afloat. Apparently, the of venues course. in Afghanistan are like incredible. Amazing. I'm sure they are. Too. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're uh, probably yeah, yeah. right. And, the and they've probably been made. propped up by by our yeah, government. Yeah. You know, they got I, they got a really cool like uh, you know emo scene out there. No, so, I, I, don't I don't know. Like it, I don't 
I'm like just this shy of communist in terms of my political. Like, I, I guess. I, yeah, I guess it was silly to think it wouldn't immediately turn into this kind of a thing. But but uh, but the but, thing I was thinking but, is like. But 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 but. Okay, I don't know. I don't I didn't think do it's necessarily the U.S. government's job to prop up small music venues. Because like, the alternative is what? Job. Like, they they shut down, and then when things come back, then venues open again, right? How, whomever under whomever operates it, and however they do it. Like, I mean, it gets, since when is the U.S. Government cared about what culture Americans have produced. Like, th- that's never been a focus of the United States government. Right. Or, you know, or, or so I wouldn't expect that, yeah. it now. And whatever BS they're trying to put forward now, like, I can't imagine it's going to be worth anything. And it's clear that that's kind of what's playing out now. So it, yeah, that's I don't know just how this me really being cynical. That needed it. It. Yeah, no, I understand it. it. It The whole thing just reeked of, like, what? Really now? And you're just yeah. launching it? And Who's this going to help? Like, who's stuck around long enough now to have survived the absolute worst of it in time to maybe recoup right. I mean, all I, of I the investments that they've dumped into it? I don't know. I would have loved to get in Ryan's opinion on this. I'm hmm. sure it would be similar to mine. I, I'm pretty like, sure I know on. where Ryan stands like, on this. Seriously? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you, you, guys, you guys want us to jump through, like, 57 hoops now. You know, how many forms forms and, like, broken websites do you want us to, like, sign up for to get 50 bucks a month or something like that that are then going to be, like, tied to, like, now you're going to have some regulator coming into your venue to check whether or not you're performing the right kinds of... Like, it just... Yeah. It's not the kind of help that these people do. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I, I remember thinking is when the vaccine rollout, when it was time you know, just to finally start distributing it. Right. And they were like, well, we don't know how to, how, like, we don't, we're not sure what, I was like, I forget. It wasn't my idea, <laughs> but somehow it was like, it came up like, hey, why don't we go to like, especially like the outdoor venues mm-hmm. and like, they're used to like, okay, you know, everybody this way. Yeah. Exactly. There's plenty of space, you know, and like, let's just, let's set that up. Like, let's do it. Come on. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, and then, like maybe the government, there's an incentive for the government to pay for their use of the venue. Or I got vaxxed at Merriweather. You get t-shirts. Exactly. And shit. <laughs> I love it. No, and I love like it. everybody, everybody knows where it is. Yeah. You know, and there's p- plenty of parking. Like maybe that could be. Well, they actually did do stuff at the Forum here in LA. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a major vaccination site. But anyway, uh, that was a thought. Um, I don't know. It's very difficult, obviously, for everyone. You know, as we sort of navigate in and as we went in and now we're navigating our way out. So I don't know, it, it's it's tough because it's uh, somehow a lot of the like top independent venues have survived. The 930 Club, the Troubadour, yeah. Tipitina's. I honestly I think that's of, because they have a business model that like requires they keep like probably 12 months worth of cash on reserve. You know what I mean? It, it, that's the successful yeah. ones kind of operate in a way that's a bit more. Yeah can weather some yeah. some rides yeah. like this yeah but there's definitely been yeah. a, f- a whole bunch that have closed or mm-hmm. at least they've shut down and then maybe we'll see them kind of pop their heads back up yeah that, that would be great because you know um one thing that wine did say early on in the pandemic was like well, what else can you use this building for you mm-hmm. have to you know, like yeah something it's like a Brooklyn pretty unique Bowl. setup inside it's yeah tough to repurpose exactly. for an office yeah right exactly or whatever or whatever you know? um that that remains to be seen i guess it definitely does reek of like oh well we need to do something i know right. you know it just, and it's it's, I, it's kind of, it's kind of pathetic if they had done if they had done this right away i would have been like oh there you go you know but yeah i know like that you that said jay no i 
no I th- yeah especially with the previous administration so yeah. um i mean that's part of it too is that maybe that you know yeah uh so but you know even with the new administration jay i, I, I do have to i do have to agree with you on your point that like when have they ever been there for you know that right we can't count on them you know i have not I, counted yeah. on yeah. like personally as a <laughs> as an artist mm-hmm. like right. going through this thing i have not relied or uh, on the government for anything mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. I just kept working as like whatever I could do. I, you know, I had to shift. And I, we all had to I'm shift. I'm sure as a, like, as an independent artist, Greg, you're not like, you're, you're not holding that against the American um, government. I'm, necessarily, I'm right? not, like, I'm, it doesn't keep me up at night. But when I do think about it, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell, man? You know, like, I know, right? Because the you thing know, is, man, there is, uh, as, I am an independent artist, but I've also contributed a lot of my time mm-hmm. to helping military guys. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and anyway, it's not, whatever i think it'll all it'll all be okay in the end but it really would have been uh it's it's hard sometimes to feel like you're going to be taken care of you know no matter what yeah. and uh yeah. it's like but that's not the case in other countries no i know yeah because yeah, yeah in germany they were they, they that was the the last thing was like this is the last one and they gave you know seven thousand euro checks to musicians <laughs> this needs to last right. you a few months and it's like and it's, it's, a, a it's, it's not to like yeah, and it's, it, and it's so that they can actually live and not, you know. Continue to create, do their thing. Yeah. But anyway, it, 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 it's obviously a very complex situation. So is this a start? Is this a good thing to start? Or is this just, you just call BS on this? Like, when do you say, okay, thank you? I mean, not this, not this for you. It's not for you. It's for venues. And honestly, the venues that are still around are the ones that are going to, get this money and those were the ones that probably were a bit more prepared to begin with to me that right. actually that's the thing from an ec- strictly economic standpoint like because the venues will come back maybe under new ownership maybe under old ownership maybe the old, old ownership went and got other jobs and they're waiting for things to return to normal and then they're going to come back and yeah. if they've been able to get through a lease and i'm not making light of it i don't know the answer to this it is it is a different it is something that we don't really deal with here in america so i, I don't i don't know I don't know. To to me, like it's it's a bigger problem than just music venues. And, and you open up a can can of worms fine. here, yeah, so I'm it. gonna mm. I'm gonna eat the worms. Enjoy. <laughs> Go for it. It's a lot. You know, it's like <laughs> what our country prioritizes is just bad <laughs> crazy to me. Like I just don't understand it. Mm. You know, we even Republicans. You know, Repu- what's the Republican mantra? It's it's small government. But you still admit that government has a purpose. And what is that purpose? Is to prop up people in their times of need. Well, when in our lifetimes yeah. have we had a bigger time of need than in the past year? I can't think of one. As a country. Uh, yeah. You know, so how can you make a political argument on either side of the spectrum to not support any kind of small business? Mm. So to me, like the support for small businesses should have been, should have been triple Quite yeah, I mean, yeah. eight times what it has been, no matter what industry. The, the it argument is, against whether that is that, music, I mean, that is the that is the that is capitalism. That's the element of capitalism, and the young ones that are going to start the new businesses. So you're saying no, this just is let like me finish a, my thought. A, let me finish a, my thought. Oh, right. The young ones that are going to start new businesses because the old businesses fell, uh, because they closed because they didn't have twelve months worth. This is a forest fire. Hmm? This is a forest fire. This is sense. how this country in has worked for a long time, and I'm not saying that it's not something that needs to be evaluated but 
that it, it is on the backs of the the previous businesses that you know started five years closed which is the average life of a business of a small business if injecting capital into that while the people that are essentially going to be the ones starting businesses coming out of this thing are getting jack squat because they had nothing they didn't have the business when this thing hit like it's i, I don't know i mean it's it, it's how this country works it's how business in this country has always worked well i, I hope that you're right no, I'm not. I, again, not it's, but it's a fundamental. It's. I mean, it, it, you, your issue can still be very real and true to you. I mean, it, it's. It's. I, I, it, that's really the issue here. Here, though, is that the issue is with capitalism, not, not the government. Because, but that's what I'm saying. So your your point is that this COVID has been a forest fire that is getting rid of all the dead wood. That if you weren't if you weren't equipped to survive this incident, it's an extreme version of that. Good yeah. riddance. Then good riddance. Sure. Riddance to you. That's what you're saying, basically. Right? Uh, well, I, I'm, I not, think I'm not bull- espousing that as my pro- <laughs> uh, my. V- I think that's. Bull- I think we're better as a I, culture and as a society. Society. I'm not espousing. That. I'm not that's espousing that saying. everybody that couldn't make it through that deserves to be underwater and and bankrupt or anything like that. Um, I. That's when you when you bring up the cap. That's capitalism. When that's your argument. That's what you're saying. Uh, these are the there's very intelligent people have been making these arguments for that that are very left. I yeah, get it. That, that I are, get it. That are in the I investor pool. I've heard those like, arguments. Well, that's no. It's you got to fail fast, and if you can't if you can't make it through this, go ahead and get out now, and don't be propped up for another twelve months so that you can reopen. And but do you agree with that personally, Nick? If it's a business that was otherwise not doing very well and was going month to month, did that business deserve to be kept open for twelve months while shit was going crazy so that? They could come back and 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 do a crappy job of keeping their business open month to month. I don't know. If you can't build a business that can sustain, I mean, this is an extreme version, hundred percent. So I do think there's mm-hmm. carve outs for like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I'm 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 honestly of two minds because coming it into is, it and having started an, a business it, it during is the it, extreme version, starting right? a business during it, there's absolutely nothing we can do other than find the new, find find the opportunities. Um, right. Uh, and I'm I'm actually not even coming at it from a better standpoint. It's just like. If I happened to have started this this company three months before, I, I'd have been we would have had all paychecks taken care of. Um, right. By by a, you know so yeah. it's so it it does have its costs. Yeah, and it no, really I, is I, it really I, is the thumb being pressed in. So and it's and again my only point would be again you've got a company that can't make it a month without, you know like if they, if something changes, do they get to stay in existence for 12, 12 months, come out of it, and then continue to do a crappy job when I would just say that's the extreme edge case. Uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, I think we can do better as a society. That's my sure. The individual, like the we have individual, enough. 100%. We are the most wealthy and successful society, quote unquote. You know, in history, we should be able to rise the tide, like and and overcome this. And it doesn't mean everybody makes it out. I agree with you, but good I agree on with the other you. side, but we should do more to help our small business. I agree with you, but only to the individual, I think. I, I think I I would I would say there needs to be carve outs for businesses because because as a business you can I don't know, you can you can build a company over here to do whatever the heck you want to say it does on paper and get whatever mm-hmm. forms and loans that you need to obtain in order to sustain like a long period of time. I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, this has been business talk with you should well, check no, it out. This, this, this is definitely uh, re- really relevant <laughs> talk. And uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, I think it's good to hear hear the uh, the different perspectives um, and, um, you know, hope f- find find the best way forward. Yeah. 
So it's been a crazy year. I, I hope this helps somebody. It, it would have been something that would have been a nice, much nicer to see out of the gate. I agree with you, Greg. Yeah. I think we can all agree and, on and that. And part <laughs> of me felt like, why are you even doing this at this point? Who are you helping other than the ones that it just, have made it, it this it, far? It was very difficult for um, just for just, I'm just talking about my, my, my personal perspective. It's like, well, I had all this work. I can't go do it now. You're like, because the, go, right. because the people who, the, the, the people in charge are saying, this is, this is not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Right. And it's like, okay, well, so, I mean, I'm happy to stay at home if that's for the greater good, but you got me, right. how the hell am I supposed to eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know what right. I mean? And like, I, like uh, as I'm not asking like, well, how, how can I keep my business? It's like, I, I, I think that's a great like, point. Just right? basic. And I think that's, I think that's another differentiating factor with this particular situation. Than right. Any other. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying though that it, I mean, Nick, to your point, like I had to pivot, adapt, and luckily, because I've been teaching as long as I have, I was able to like get some people back, sign up with me for online lessons. Those people put the word out. I got a few more and then I was okay. Yeah. And that, and, you know, and that comes from having a multiple income streams, Yep. you know, as a, as a, as a musician, which is something that people, every musician nowadays will tell you is something that's essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, it's like, uh, you know, Jay, you described as for, as a forest fire. As a musician in LA, I do uh, I keep I keep imagining that scene in Forrest Gump where he can't catch any shrimp, and then there's a big storm, and he's the only <laughs> ship left, and he, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's getting yeah. all the shrimp, and I'm like, dude, if the, if these cats can't hang out here, I'm gonna be the only guitarist <laughs> right. left. Yeah. But, you know, there you go. And, and I've seen people just leaving and leaving and leaving. And sometimes That's it's for a song right political. There, the only guitarist left in LA. Right. Sometimes, yeah, right. Sometimes <laughs> it's like for quote unquote political reasons, but real, really I'm like, yeah, but I think it's because your mom and dad couldn't afford your rent anymore, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, listen, I, I, yeah. I, we, I think we've all, uh, we've all gotten some help. I don't know to what degree. I, I think every single uh, case is different, but, but you know, look, let's just be glad that, that we're all still here. Heck yeah. Thanks. Drew. And, yeah. uh, you know, vaxxed or half vaxxed or whatever, vaxxed. And uh, it's a miracle, you know. I just played. Absolutely. I just played a, like a, a four you know, shows. It, four shows, and the last one was in a packed club. <laughs> like, you know, it, like it, it. When I when I really think about, it, it's like okay, it's been about a year. Like we lost a year. Yeah. It could have been worse. It's still awful in so many other countries. So I'm not trying to be like who. I'm not trying to be like boohoo on on the USA. I'm, I, I consider yeah. myself a patriot, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and lucky to be born I, here, right? Well, you know, I wasn't born here. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you, got, you got here. Yeah, you got here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got here. I got here somehow. Um, but we'll accept you. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, it, everyone has their your points well taken. You know. Yeah, I got yeah, it. totally. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I appreciate it. Sorry for opening the but, can. And, and we're still waiting for our uh, podcast hound out. The email was that I filled out come a on, form, Biden. but come on, it yeah. didn't seem to go anywhere. And I'm pretty sure I just gave yeah. somebody our social security numbers. I don't think but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently in Germany, if you have a podcast, you're getting like the equivalent oh, of like snap. 10K a month. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah, jawohl. Yeah, it's right. essential. This in podcast is good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we moved to a uh, Vita stain? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, None? No, nine. nine. Okay. Zero. All right. Eight. 
<laughs> All right. Well, wh- when I break out my uh, terrible German accent, I think that it's means it's time to move on. That's the cue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Come back sure. next week. Believe yes, it or not. not. We, uh, hopefully, if the government is still supporting us, we will be back here next week. May 3rd, we're going to do, be doing a live stream on the mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah. And you're going to get to see our beautiful smiling faces. We're going to might play some games. We're going to have some audience interaction. So stay tuned for that. And uh, in the meantime, Greg, why don't you tell the fine people where to get in touch with us? So, yeah, if you can find us on Facebook, we will be live next week. You can also find us on Instagram, on Twitter. And our handle is at shouldcheck. Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, tell a friend, and yeah, tell them that you should check it out. Yes, indeed. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, boys. We'll see you here next week. Awesome. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Peace. See you then. Have a good week. Peace. Later.